welcome to something nice with Dinano. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> we have a man that has shaken the South African Christian community. A journalist, researcher, man of God, a person who who studies the Word of God to expose what he likes to call the charlatans. <laughs> what some of us would refer to as fake pastors or fake prophets. We are go going to be delving into a matter that can tend to be a bit controversial and a bit emotional. The issue of the occult in the Christian church, cults in the church. I, I'm going to let him introduce himself, but I want to ask him two questions. Have we ever met before? No. Do I know you? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that should give you a clue about what we're going to be talking about today. But Solomon, mm. please introduce yourself because I, I struggle saying your full name and surname the way that I'm supposed mm. to be saying it. You know, when you ask me those few, when you ask me those two, two questions, you know, I should have actually say, no, Papa. <laughs> no, Papa. You know? Yeah, you're a bad actor. All of a sudden, we've never met, and then you're calling me Papa. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you very much. Well, my name is uh, Solomon Izanga Shams. I am originally from Nigeria. You know, I was born and grew up in the northern part of Nigeria and uh, left Nigeria years ago to come down and study uh, in Cape Town, studied communications, media, basically. Uh, and then went up to Europe, did a bit of study, but I love Africa. You know, I'm an African through and through. Didn't see myself immigrating to Canada and all these kind of places. So I came back and settled in Johannesburg where I run a Christian magazine and also been doing a lot of journalism work and I'm married uh, to a Zulu woman uh, with two boys we have two kids together uh, yeah so lately I've just been doing a lot of advocacy around the church through the movement against abuse in church which is uh, uh, an NGO that I founded okay and how long have you been doing this work I personally only picked up on you from the Moja Love program, Abafundisi. That's a couple of months ago. Yeah. You're so late. I'm late. <laughs> and I've, I've been trying to search on the stuff that you've been doing, documents, mm. uh, documentary, documentary type work, the research that you've done. Mm. And I see papers going as far back as 2010. That's right. Even before then. That's right. How long have you been doing this? And what drove you to want it, to explore this topic? I've been doing this first, I think for about 12, 13 years. Uh, and actually, it all started when I was running the magazine. I, I was running a Christian magazine called Parable Magazine. And I used to profile leaders, Christian leaders a lot. Uh, but then when I started later on, I, I, people started complaining to me via my inbox about certain Christian leaders that I profile, you know, when it comes to moral integrity, when it comes to relationship with women, adultery and all that. And I never really, I never really paid attention to it. Um, and then I started investigating, obviously, because my background is journalism. So that was when I saw that actually there are quite a lot of Christian leaders that are really living in sin and abusing other people. And they're not really practicing what they preach. Uh, who you are from the pulpit is totally different from who you are behind the pulpit, you know. Uh, and for me, I don't like deception you know i have this this hate for deception 
you know, don't want to see people being deceived. Don't want to see people taking scriptures and then turning it around and saying what scriptures are not saying, you know. And that was when I started talking about it on my social media profile. Also, just to help people. Uh, some people will complain to me. They've been to the police to report their cases or they've told the church leaders, but they did nothing, you know, and they never really tried to help them. So that was how I actually began to talk about it uh, gradually and gradually. And I just discovered, wow, it's actually more. You wish the church was better than what we, you know, what we see. You wish the church was without blemish. You wish the church was pure, you know, you wish the church, the leaders were all men of integrity, women of integrity, of high moral standing. But the truth is, that's not the way that it is. I, I, you mentioned one thing that just stuck with me, the scriptures. And because as Christians, we want to base every opinion or every assertion that we make, uh, we don't want to be thumb-sucking that. Yeah. We want to go back to the scriptures yeah because we want if we are making claims we want people to be able to verify those claims through scriptural reference yeah so we're going to be particularly talking about prophets and the the rise of false prophets i yeah. don't think it's anything new man it's as no, old it's, as the bible it's not new you know if you go to matthew 25 25 matthew 25 25 is actually very clear uh when it comes to uh, you know, false prophets. You know, it says, you know, false prophets shall rise. Uh, no, it's not Matthew 25, 25. It's actually Matthew 24, 24. Okay. So it says for, uh, this is a new international version. It says for false Messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. You know, the, the part that I like very well, it says they will, false prophets will appear and they will perform great signs and wonders. <laughs> you know? So false prophets can perform great signs and wonders? I thought it's only true prophets that can perform great signs and yes. wonders. So you see where people get confused sometimes? Because they see signs and wonders, they think, well, that's, that's God. This is a man of God. But signs and wonders are actually the least, uh, the least standard that you should put to decide if this is a man of god or a woman of god or there is the presence of god here or not because this scripture is very clear but do you blame people for for thinking that way because because of the hardships that we are going through and knowing that god is the supreme yeah. uh, supernatural being so obviously for for our situation to turn around we would want god to intervene through miracles yeah and if these miracles seem to be coming from these powerful men of God, do you blame people for wanting to follow those people? Because they want a change in their lives. Yeah. And the only way that they can see that these are men of God is through miracles. Not yeah. knowing that actually the Bible that they should be going back to says that, hold on, not only men of God can yeah. do these things. Yeah. Even false men of God, yeah. or so-called men of God yeah. can do these things. And sometimes, you know, you ask yourself, what is a miracle anyway? We want to see somebody lay hands on you, boom, you fall on the floor. You want to see somebody to tell you, you see this bottle of oil, pay 200, take it, use it, buy this water, go use it. Or you want to see people screaming in church and running around. Or like you said, you want to see somebody telling you, do you know me? I don't know you. 
have we met before? No. Uh, you are from here. You are from there. Are those miracles? Is that is that what we've class because if that's what we classify as miracles, then we are totally abusing scriptures and we are totally relegating the scriptures in itself. Okay. You know, but I understand that people are hurting. Financially people are hurting. Spiritually people are hurting. Medically people are hurting. Mm. And the only hope for our society is definitely the church. Yes. You know. But the way these false prophets and charlatans, what they do is they package this thing. So actually they know your problem. A majority of the people, this is what they're looking for. They're looking for a job. They're looking for some sort of peace in their marriage. They're looking for money. And they package it. And to tell you that there is no way God is not going to answer you. And that in itself is a lie. You know, they will tell you there's no way God is going to give you. God is not going to give you this. That's in itself. Who says God want to give you that? Mm, mm, mm. Because a lot of what we pray for and ask God to give us, God will not give us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because he knows what we need, not what we want. Selfish spirituality exactly. is what they are selling. So we're packaged. And I, I like the fact that you mentioned selfish spirituality because you see, Christianity is not about individuals. It's about community. Once you begin to operate as an individual, then there's a problem. That's why we're in the mess that we are today. When you look at scriptures, God speaks to nations. Mm, mm. God speaks to a certain people, a certain tribe. When he told Esther to go out and go before the king, you know, and, 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 and now Mordecai to speak against this, it was for people. Jesus was for people. To edify the church or to edify the people. Not about my personal uh, self-gratification or my personal uh, improvement. That's right. If that was all about that, then Jesus would never have been to the cross. Moses would never have gone back to Pharaoh because he knows he was going to be killed. David would never have put his life in danger before the big Goliath. Mm. I want us to... First, look at the qualities of a true prophet. Mm. And then we will come to these false prophets. Because mm. as I had said to you, I was watching an interview which you had on one of the major television stations. Yes. You were saying that you can tell by the fruits. The fruits that they bear yeah. will tell you yeah. whether they are true or false. Yeah. What are the qualities of a true prophet? Well, according to the Bible, you know, a true prophet or a true pastor or a true bishop or a true apostle, uh, there are certain qualifications to it. You know, and if we look at that straight out of the book of First uh, Timothy chapter 3, it's, it is very clear. You know, First Timothy chapter 3 says, the saying is sure, whoever aspires to the office of a bishop obviously, as the office of a leader, prophet, pastor, desires a noble task. So obviously, if you aspire to be a man of God, if you aspire to be a prophet, you desire a noble task. Humility is key. Humility. You desire that, that God actually enjoys that you, de that you desire to do that. But then, he said, now, a bishop or a prophet or a pastor 
must be above reproach. <laughs> well, when you say you should be above reproach, it's like blameless almost. Blameless almost. <laughs> blameless almost. <laughs> that you are the standard. So it's actually a challenge to you to be the standard that it will be so difficult for people to n- not look at you and see a standard that they aspire to reach. Beyond you nobody will just walk to you and 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 tell you and expose certain things that you do or whatever. Mm. And then it also says that you should be married only once, married to one wife, other version says. Mm-hmm. And here married only once doesn't mean you should marry only once for the rest of your life. No. Okay. Because when you sleep with a woman, you are married to that woman. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yes. So if you sleep, if you're married and you sleep with another woman that is not your, your wife, you're married to that woman, scripturally speaking. Yes. yes. Not Solomon yes. speaking. Yeah. You know, and then you must be temperate. So your, 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 temp- yeah, you should be, yeah, you, you, your, your temperament should be very under control and yes. you should be sensible. So you sense things, things of the spirit, things of concern amongst people. Mm. You should be respectable. But lately, we've seen a lot of these bishops and prophets wanting respect, but they are not respectable. Mm. They don't live respectable lives. Mm. You should be hospitable. <laughs> no, not in some of our Pentecostal churches. Yeah. Hospitality. They, before, before they even come to a place, they want you to put certain things in order. <laughs> they have standards if you invite them to come by. to go preach somewhere in Port Elizabeth mm. you have to get a first class ticket for them self-importance gloating nas- yeah. being narcissistic they get they want to be treated hospitably mm. but they don't want to become hospitable mm. and it says you must be an apt teacher so you must be ready to see things and give directions not a drunkard not violent but gentle mm. not quarrelsome and this is the big one not a lover of money <laughs> now we see prophets pastors competing with celebrities competing with politicians competing with the mosepes mm. to try to get fly a private jet mm. Mm. to try to look expensive mm. to try to always post stuff on instagram and facebook that you know this is self. This is not God. This is not the Holy Spirit. Is the scripture done? The scripture is done, but I, okay. I, I wanted to just look at, you You mentioned something earlier on, which I also want us to look at also, Okay. which is Galatians 5.22. Okay. The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit right? of the Spirit. Mm. You know, it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm. I know that from Lady Smith Black Mambas. <laughs> fruits of the spirit, spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, goodness, gentleness, self control, generosity. That's right. Yes. And then you ask yourself today, do we see that? Because a lot of what we see is we see a lot of people who are following a certain prophet. They think they know the prophet because they hear him preach. They go to his uh his church and they sit down and listen to him. But the truth is they do not know him because mm. behind the sin, that guy is not who you think he is. That's the problem. I first want us to look at the type of information you've managed to uncover on these guys. 
I see on your channel. I'm gonna keep referring to your channel because I I I I started watching right, and I see that you're you're out to to expose this truth right. about these people. Let's let's look at the alleged expose or the alleged fake workings of Shepard Bushir, and then yeah. we'll move to Zondo, and then we'll come to Africa. I I believe you've done videos on these. Yes, guys. Yes, exposing them. Yes, right. Let's let's look at let's look at Bushir because he's the main one with yeah. what is happening and his escape. Right? Yeah. What are, what are some of those things that you you picked up on how Bushiri operates for you to come to a conclusion that this is not a man of God? I think for me, the first thing I picked up was just the miracles that he does. Uh, Bushiri is uh, <laughs> you know so called miracles that he does. Bushiri is. Uh, it's a supernatural, he has supernatural powers, but it's not really from God. You know, he brings okay. a lot of magic to the pulpit. So there are certain things that he would do. It's supernatural, but he's just doing it just to create some sort of excitement, just so you'd be blinded and he would get your money, he'll rip you off. And then there is, you know, the situation of women, of young girls being raped, being sexually abused by him. He would see you in church. He would ask somebody to tell you that, look, he wants to pray for you. And they would come to you and say, no, prophet wants to pray for you. And you'll be excited. You know, ah, he picked on me. He's going to pray for me. You know, and you say, okay, meet me at the Sheraton Hotel at this time. And then you go there. And then he would ask you to undress yourself. You'd be shocked. So he... he what does prayer have to do with undressing, man? <laughs> Won't they ask themselves these questions? How do they get themselves in that situation? You know, the, the thing is, sometimes when you are before, you know, they, they project, Bujiri projects himself to be like some sort of a God. So when you are with him the, 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 and you are honest and you have a pure heart, the last thing you would expect from him is to tell you to undress. And when he tells you to undress, you would, be, you would freeze. State of shock. And be shocked. That's what usually, well, they say happens to someone getting raped yes. by someone that they trust, someone exactly. that they knew. They just You don't expect that. So you don't even know what to do, basically. So I received quite a lot of those allegations of him being ra raping girls. And the girls came to me, some of them. And uh, some of them want to come out. Some of them don't want to come out. Some of them don't want to speak because it's embarrassing for some of them and all that kind of stuff. So there was quite a lot of them that I received. And then there was the money issue. When he, you know, he was running a forex business, an investment scheme within the church. And he has his branches of his church across the country, which are called home cells. So he uses that and the pastors in charge of these home cells as his ground food soldiers uh, to mobilize them, mobilize people to invest into the business. So you will see people investing 20,000, 50,000, 100,000, a million, you know, and they promise you 100%, uh, you know, dividends mm -hmm. in a month. If you, the longer you keep it, the more. And it's four years now, a lot of them do not have. So I have evidences of the, li I have list of names of the people, hundreds of names and their numbers and everything. I have slips because you pay to a business that he runs that he set up but now his own people run the business mm -hmm. so he's very smart so he's not directly involved with the business just so you can't come close to him right 
and then his people malawians now run the business mcs investment so i have invoices and receipts of the payment so mcs is it his company that's his company the investment company or the forex company that's his that's the, his forex company okay it's a subsidiary of Bush, shepherd bushiri investment sb investment where is the company registered registered here i actually have the registration details with me <laughs> and he's that's why people so it's would a say, legit it's a legit business business that's why they picked him and his wife because him and his wife are the sole directors mm. of the business so people would be wondering why do they have to pick his wife if his wife was not involved in the business they would not pick her up according to your research how much money have they managed to embezzle oh bro or... <laughs> has been operating in south africa before he he ran away for about five years you know since the formation of his church mm -hmm. Chris, uh, enlightened christian mm. gathering um a lot of money because come to think about it just from the mpumalanga province area they they put in about 50 over 50 million and that's mpumalanga so you can imagine that in each province and then you come to a province like how thing where the, the where the money is you know so we for me we're talking about hundreds of millions so you've mentioned three things fake miracles which i'd like us to explore um the sex sexual abuse aspect of it and the money laundering yeah alleged money laundering so these are all alleged because now let's keep it as alleged yes, yes to 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 protect ourselves too miracles i picked up on bushiri i think in 2015 2016 mm. i don't know how i came to find out about him but i remember seeing his video walking on air <laughs> It is so ridiculous. I do not understand how anyone misses that. Another video that, that stands out, so-called miracle, is the appearance of angels in the, church. in the church. I mean, if you know anything about television production, you can see that CGI, computer-generated mm. images. And when I saw oh. it, I just thought about Nigerian movies. <laughs> exactly. That's, it's a typical trick. You know, and it's it's a bad it's a, a bad production trick, yeah, trick please do something right? well <laughs> but the edit is like no please do something better there's also that one of him calling someone in the spirit i don't know how you call someone yeah. in the spirit with technology yeah with the ipad and there's so many others the latest one 2020 is going to be a great year yeah it's a great year indeed <laughs> you know well <laughs> for you because <laughs> now what you've been working on for the longest time yeah. is is coming to fruition you know with what is happening uh, to him and mm. him escaping the other guy bishop zondo he's in the crl damning evidence there that's been said about this man of god the sex issue is also involved there yeah hug me like a python breathe like this and i this is how i picked up on the on the zondo thing i was driving on my way home and there was this woman who was testifying there she, his sister remember his sister also testified against yes him. yes about them having spiritual powers at home yeah. but this woman was saying <clears throat> these men were chasing me i can't remember if she said she was half naked or naked and they got hold of me they took me back to the room 
where he continued raping me. Mm. Man, that gave me chills. So I, obviously I came back home and I wanted to follow what was going on. I watched this thing. Testimony from the niece. Yeah. Testimony from the sister. Testimony from people that were in the church and the lady that I, I was just talking I think about. that was Bongi. So what are, what are some of the issues that you've picked up with uh, Bishop Stephen Zondo? You know, Bishop Stephen Zondo is somebody that I think started on a good note. Uh, but then later on, just the quest for wanting to do the supernatural and grow the church, we started exploring other options uh, to be able to uh, create the presence of God, which obviously manifests itself into uh, great signs and miracles and wonders. And I think he also went to TB Joshua. He was very close to TB Joshua. Uh, so anybody that was close to TB Joshua, obviously, uh, you were a charlatan. You know, that's my conclusion. Uh, but I picked up with Steven Zondo that he is involved in deep witchcraft, that he had to constantly make some sort of a sacrifice. It's a sexual sacrifice, you know. Uh, and also, there are pl- times where he has to, he has to, you have to damage people to keep the covenant that you have made, you know, initiating you into the witchcraft. And that's Satan totally, obviously. He wants to see people being in pain and all that kind of stuff. But I picked up with him that he is a consistent uh, woman abuser. And he doesn't just, it doesn't just the, the, the sort of penetration, you know, into a woman but also the spiritual abuse. So he abuses a lot of women, rape them spiritually. How would that work? <laughs> so it can, be in, it can be a dream. But for you, you think it's a dream, but it's real. And most of the testimonies kept referring to dreams. It's At the CRL, they say he would sleep with you in a dream and either it would happen or for some reason you'd find out that it did happen yes and you would get up and you would see all over you and you would talk to him there's a girl that actually says she actually said look i'm concerned i was in a dream and i saw you and this is what happened and he started laughing so it, you see dream is real the spiritual world because the dream is a spiritual world is real so we must not take it you know kindly so he has learned to operate in that realm. So a lot of what he does, outside of just women coming for him to pray for them, and then he raped them in his office. Here in uh, Robesham, in the south of Johannesburg. Mm. So, many, so many cases of that happening. And I'm not telling you about something that I had. I'm telling you about people that I can bring and they will tell you the same thing. This is what happened to them. I also nearly folded my arms because this is <laughs> too much. You know, so he has mastered and Bushiri, unlike Zondo, he wasn't, he hasn't been operating in that sort of realm where you do a lot of the damage spiritually. Zondo does the physical damage when it comes to women and then he does a spiritual one why because he uses his oil a lot 
Okay. Now, if you have his oil or his water and he asks you to buy it and you buy it, you say, look, use it like this and God will heal you or God will give you the job or whatever. You, the moment that you accept the oil and you use it, you rub it on your head or around your home, you have given him access into your life. You have no choice. You did that unknowingly, I understand. Mm. Mm. But you've given him access. So he will begin to now invade you spiritually to rape you, to abuse you, to be violent with you. Now he has access. Until you get to a place where we realize that, ah, I see the door that I opened. Mm. How do I now close the door? Mm. That is always going to happen. So some of the testimonies that I was listening to, there's a guy who used to be um, a church leader, a pastor in one of the branches. He was saying something to the effect that this guy is so powerful. I don't know if you'd say sexually or sexually slash spiritually that mm. he would call his wife and she'd get wet down there. Yes. Instantly. He, several times he will call some of these girls, the younger girls that he, that they see him as a father. And he's mentoring them. And he would ask them, what are you wearing? Can you show me what you're wearing? Do you trust me? That's, a, that's, the, that's always the line. Mm, mm. Do you trust me? Yes, Papa, I trust you. Are you sure you trust me? Yes, Papa, I trust you. I want you to do something for me. You see the whole psychology? Mm. What? Can, you, can you show me what you're wearing? Can you show me your panties? It seems like these guys are mostly driven by sex. Umotoso is is in court right yeah, now yeah. because of sexual allegations and spiritual abuses too. What is it about these men and sex and the tie of sex to spirituality or yeah. spiritualism? Yeah. You see, sex is worship. Sex is worship. That's what it is. You know, when we're growing up, a couple of my friends, we actually... We actually even talk about it, you know. It's like, I can't wait to start worshipping with my wife. Or you tell your wife, let's go and worship. <laughs> you know, sex, the implication of the spiritual side of sex is worship. Because it's a covenant. It's an action. It's, it's a covenant action. But then, that's why even for you, when you're not married and you have sex, it's a covenant action. Though you're doing it in not the context that the, scripture prescribed but it's still a covenant action but who are you doing it unto if it's worship who are you worshiping you know and one of the best form of worship you know is sex back in the day in the old testament there are like temple prostitutes because people come to the temple but they have to worship through sex just to tell you how intense it was. So these guys, a lot of them on Motor Show, they have covenanted. And the devil says, okay, this is what I want you to do. You sleep with, the more you sleep with women, the more you worship me through sex with women, the more the powers that I gave you would be there. The more you would get rich. The more you would get protection. So they have to constantly, I know pastors, girls that would tell me that, look, 
I slept with this man on Saturday. On Sunday morning, he left me straight to the pulpit. You know, why? Because he needs that for him to be able to operate from the pulpit. Because he's not a man of God anymore. He's a magician. So whatever he's going to do there, there's going to be powers and like, oh, and this. people are going to be hypnotized. Even if mm. there's no power, but he would hypnotize Psychological. them the, psychologically, mm. the minds of the people that they would think there's power. Is it really that spiritual or is it a matter of a, a, a psychological conquest that gives him that no it's spiritual it's spiritual and confidence because if you're talking about conquest then you're talking about then that would be a lot of it would be promiscuity okay or lust of the flesh okay. of it but it's more than that that that's one dimension but the spiritual one is is another dimension so there are different dimension you know and a lot of them have discovered that you could actually go to the higher dimension and you're going to get bigger results. Mm. So why do you want to be with the, you know, the lower dimension? Mm. So they would go to wherever, Congo, DRC, Nigeria, Ghana, and get covenanted into it. And then there would be a weekly expectation on you. To do what? To sleep with the woman. So is there an account? Yeah, it's a count. This week you have yeah, to the sleep more, with 50 the more, or the, what? No, the more you sleep with women in that week, the more you're going to be able to do extraordinary magic on okay. a Sunday. And when you sleep with a virgin, it's different. You acquire different, uh, you know, supernatural power. When you sleep with a married woman, it's different. And, and let me tell you this. You see, if you want to damage a people, okay, or if you want to damage anybody, the, one of the biggest ways you can damage anybody is to sexually violate them. Yeah, yeah. It's an eternal scar. It's not visible, it never but leaves. this guy is there. It never leaves. So you keep referring to people that these guys go to. I don't know if you call them, they are shamas, they are spiritual guides. They, they are shamas, they are witch doctors, they are sangomas, they are juju, they are babalawos, as we call them in Nigeria. So the reason why I'm asking, in the CRL, one of the guys that go to Zondo's church says he, he once had a conversation. The story goes something like he once had a conversation with Zondo. He alleges that he had a conversation with Zondo and Zondo wanted him to attain more control of the congregation. And he organized a trip for him to go to Nigeria to see T.B. Joshua. Yeah. And there he was going to get special spiritual power so that he could have more control yeah. over his congregation. But this guy says he outrightly refused. And Zondo was not happy because he had already spent money. And he had probably told whoever this guy was going to be sent to that he's coming in now for the guy to cancel in the last minute. Yes. It wouldn't bode well for him. So who are these shamas, is Zangoma, Zabo, that they go to? And I, I believe, I don't know if it's a spiritual thing, Upushir also is a mentor in Ubet. Ubet Angel, Ubet Angel. Yeah. I don't know what, what yeah. the same name is pronounced. But even when Bushiri was in court here in South Africa, Ubet was talking smack there yeah. in his church in London, I think. Yeah. How, how, do the how does the mentorship...